Yo, welcome back, guys. Happy New Year. It's been a minute since we've recorded. Julian, what's up? How you been? Oh, you know, just blessed. Uh, enjoying the playoffs. Yes, enjoying sir. It's, it's been good. You know, living life. Yeah, so how do you feel? How did you feel about Super Wildcard Weekend? Oh, my God. That's what they called it, right? Yeah. I saw that a few times. I, was, I thought that was corny as hell. But... <laughs> hey, man, it was fun. I was... Uh, Six for six, I believe. Yeah, six, six for six on my predictions. I got all of them right. Um, I made some money here and there with a couple of guys at work, and it was a good time, man. Good time. Uh, I liked it though. I liked it. The Bears and Saints game is probably the most boring one, but yeah. every other game was entertaining to me. Yeah, I mean, I want to start off with Pittsburgh because that's the most recent game that everybody's seen. You know, it was last night, but. I don't know, bro. I, was, I honestly was surprised. Like, I, I, I knew that uh, – I was about to say Denver. Pittsburgh has been struggling, and, you know, the, the offense has looked off since they lost to Washington, even before then here and there, but especially against the, the football team. And then, toward, you know, towards the end of the year, they just didn't look right. And I was thinking, you know, Cleveland, they, they barely beat Pittsburgh's B team. So I was like, okay, I mean, I'm pretty sure it will be a better game, you know, this week. And – off the out of the gates, Pouncey oversnaps the ball. The, the, Connor and Roethlisberger didn't want no part of that ball. It looked worse than Cam when he didn't want to dive on the football in the Super Bowl. And they get an easy touchdown and it poured it on. And it was thirty-five to ten at half. Like, what, what were your thoughts before the yeah. game? I know you said you had the Browns, but like, what? What were you so confident about them? Because my mom had the Browns too, and I was like, I don't know. We'll see. And then they proved me wrong. <laughs> The thing is, the thing is, 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 there's an old saying in in life anywhere in sports is, is it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And well, the Steelers were undefeated for a good chunk of the season. I don't know mm-hmm. what were they, 11 12 and 0, 0, 13 and 0, 11 and 0, something like that. And then that Washington loss kind of rattled them. And you know, it's, uh, championship teams usually like usually know how to bounce back off of, off of a tough loss. And it just it just ever since that loss to Washington, you just saw the Steelers team was not the same. And, you know, their flaws just opened up more and more throughout the very end of the season. And when I was looking at that, and I, I kind of – I look, obviously, you know, the X's and O's is a big factor in the game. But I was also – I also like to look at the mental side of things. And when the Cleveland Browns beat the Pittsburgh Steelers week 17 in Cleveland, I know Big Ben and, the, and them boys didn't play and stuff. But you can just tell that I gave Cleveland a lot of confidence heading into Pittsburgh the following week. And then something was telling me, that, you know, like, yes, Pittsburgh is a division winner and they are at home. But something just told me Cleveland has this in the back, despite their head coach not being there. Mm-hmm. It just felt it just felt like they were gonna win this game no matter what. And what gave me more confidence into this pick was the comments of Juju Smith. I know you're kind of not wanting you to give fault at Juju most of most. No, most I mean of the he was a, he, listen. He he deserves part of the blame. It's just funny how everybody wants to blame everything on juju like him dancing was the reason the steelers started struggling i don't i don't agree with that but i mean him making those comments and doing all that other dumb shit yeah sure but yeah i mean to a certain extent though like i i would disagree with you because with him i guess dancing is one thing but it's another to be dancing on another team's logo you know it's it's very i mean you could point to the ravens titans game where the titans celebrated on the ravens in baltimore not too long ago a few weeks ago in the season and the Ravens came out victorious in Tennessee. And what did Marcus Peters do when he picked off Tannehill? He ran to the logo. You know, it's just kind of a personal thing. Juju no, Smith kind of it. did that. Juju Smith kind of did that with the opposing teams. And, you know, he already lit a lit a fire there with these guys. And I know he didn't do it necessarily to Cleveland. But, I mean, you're already kind of on the hot seat with these other opposing teams, you know, having using you as a, as a motivational tool. And for him to make those comments – you already know, and this is especially coming from a division rival. You already know anything these guys are gonna say about the opposing team, they're gonna take as motivation. And the minute he made those comments, man, you, you can tell Cleveland was gonna come out ready, come out swinging. Um, me personally, I was expecting Juju to just get completely shut down. I feel like they were probably gonna give him a little cheap shot here and there during the game. Um, we didn't see that, but I mean, Cleveland did come out uh, uh, with the last laugh, and you know that's. I, I, I know, like I said, there's just a mental side of things. And for Juju to make those comments, it's just I think it was just pure idiocracy on his part because you should um, – you're kind of struggling at the end of the season. And for you to just give Cleveland more motivation than what they already had, like it was just 
it was just dumb. Like you got to come out ready to play. You got to pull put out Julio Jones type numbers if you're gonna make those comments like that, you know. And I would have never gave him any blame if he came out and like had a great game himself and stuff, and he put his heart out there. But it just looked like who or Juju didn't take any of this seriously, and it's and it's a shame because you know, like I said earlier in uh, in these comments, the Steelers' flaws did open up. They have no running game. Um, Big Ben is kind of getting out there in age. Um, kind of <laughs> no, no. He was he getting is, exposed mid-season. Like the the fact that the offensive coordinator, you know, I know the reports came out with the Colts game where Big Ben was drawing plays up in the dirt and he was making up the, his own plays. But I mean, there's a reason Fickner, I think his name is, was only doing short passing games because it didn't look like Ben really had it towards the mid. He looked like Breeze kind of just kind of faded towards the middle of the end of the season and. I don't know. Like, I mean, I get it, bro. Like, I don't. I didn't like the fucking dancing on the logos either. It's fucking stupid. Like, eventually it comes back to you, and it obviously did. It's just, it, you know, it's it's everything. Tomlin's decision making in that game was terrible. Absolutely. The offensive play calling was just bad. Big Ben was throwing picks, blatant picks to the Brown. Like, it was just like the talky talky uh, interception. The linebacker he threw it right to him. I'm like, what are you looking at? He's right there in coverage. When he was throwing that um, crosser to Ebron, he just threw it right to the linebacker. It's just the whole game. It was just wow. Like I, I don't know what's gonna happen with the Steelers in the offseason. I just I, I think this whole roster is gonna get turned over. As far as like Juju, oh. Bud Dupree, I think Connor's a free agent too. Like a bunch of pieces are gonna be leaving, and I don't know what, where the Steelers go from here. Well, yeah. But, if, if you wanna get right into it, I mean, since we're talking about the Steelers, personally, I think they're gonna blow it up, like you said. Um, I was looking at the numbers for next season, and I, I, I think I saw Big Ben has the biggest contract out of all the players uh, for next year. Probably. The cap. And that's that's a bad thing to, to, to be in a bad position to be for the Steelers because you have, like you said, he is up there in age. I mean, he, what is he, like 37, 38? Yeah, something like that. You could just tell he's, he's drained got, mentally and physically. Exactly, and, you know, you're going to have to start thinking about moving on from Big Ben personally yeah. because you have a great defense. I'm not – discrediting any of their defense their defense is elite yeah it was just banged um, up yeah they just yeah had, they had no depth at, towards Absolutely. the end their backups Absolutely. were getting hurt i'm like oh shit like no wonder there's gonna, swiss cheese out there everybody's picking them apart you're gonna have to start paying these guys you know on that side of the ball and if you're gonna have a cap hit from big ben it's 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 not it's gonna be it's gonna be bad and personally i think they are gonna move on from juju they already have yeah. other receivers out there and, you know, the Steelers are known to develop great receivers in that organization, so they have no problem replacing these guys. So, I don't know. Just to me, there's a lot of questions in there. Um, there's no running back, personally. I don't mm -hmm. think Connor's going to do it, you know. And, yeah, this this team, they – I didn't take – we both discussed it in the previews, like, uh, in the beginning of the season. No, none of us had the Steelers making the playoffs. I don't know if you did. I didn't. I don't think and so. And they came out of nowhere uh, going undefeated for the – chunk of the season and you know they they just ended up like drink or uh daryl green said and god rest his soul because he passed away uh like a couple months ago he said the bears who are are who we thought they were oh, and dennis. literally i was like dennis was sorry <laughs> okay. sorry no, i know good. something with the d <laughs> no, you good the bears are who they thought they were and literally this is how i refer to the Steelers this season the Steelers are who we thought they were um i never took them serious uh they gained my respect going undefeated most of the part of the season and you know i have a couple steelers fans at work uh bernie my manager justin um i'm sorry for y'all's lost that yesterday but you know <laughs> i really thought they were none of us thought they were gonna go far in the playoffs nobody even thought oh, they were done hell no so you know it's we'll see and this is why i'm gonna i'm just gonna say this quickly before we move on this is why i want the falcons to drop the quarterback because now the steelers are in a tough position where they are good enough to make playoffs, but they are not bad enough to get a, an, an elite quarterback in the draft unless they give a draft capital, and that hurts the team a lot. So it's going to leave it there. We'll talk about the Falcons later. Um, so, yeah, Brown's good job. Since you brought it up, I have Matt Ryan as a potential landing spot in Pittsburgh. But For the Steelers? Yeah, we'll talk about hey. that later. We'll talk about that. Yes, yes. But yes. just real quick, since you brought up the playoff predictions, uh, your AFC was Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, Titans, Pats, Raiders, Broncos. Mine was Chiefs, Ravens, Patriot, uh, Patrick, pa Patriots, Titans, Bills, Steelers, and Broncos. So yeah, we were way off on the Broncos. <laughs> it 
And the yeah, Patriots, that was... yeah, those two were bad. And then you had the Raiders who just choked towards the end, but they yeah. should have made it, honestly. But it is what it is. Um, but I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that 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 game just it, it surprised me how just they were just getting beat down in the in the beginning. They it was too much to overcome. Like that the way they were coming back in the third and fourth quarter, I was like, if it was like twenty eight or something, but they kept letting up points. They would match the Steelers' touchdowns every time, basically. Like when they scored the touchdown to make it twenty-eight to seven, they just went right back down and made it thirty-five to seven. Like if it was twenty-eight, twenty-three, maybe they could have won, but they just—it was too much. Too much was already done to that point, so I was like, they're not coming back. Once once Chubb scored that touchdown, I was like, it's over. Like they're not coming back. It's forty-two, twenty-three. I don't care how many points it's. They're not scoring nineteen points in eleven minutes. Like just the way that game was looking, no, they they didn't feel. I feel like the Browns were dominating from beginning to end even when they let up in a little bit like towards the middle of the third and the end of the third quarter like like i said tomlin's decision making like the, the not going for it on fourth and one and then taking a delay game going for two on basically every touchdown you would try and they didn't get any of them until the end it just it didn't make sense to me i don't understand the decision making on his end but you know I don't coach the Steelers, so what do I know? <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, yeah, Browns and Chiefs. What do you think about that matchup? Uh you know, I was, I was, I'm a big sleeper on the Browns. I feel like they're the biggest sleeper in the playoffs heading in. But you know, I'm a big Chiefs, quite yeah. frankly. Like, is it wrong you know, to think they could be this year's Titans? Just the way they're the coming Browns? out, like they were doubted in the Steelers. Like, I got even I was the same. I feel like the Steelers were gonna win that game. And they beat them, but just like last year, the Titans were supposed to lose to the Patriots. They beat them. Then they they went up to the number one seed in Baltimore, and beat them. Run game, short intermediate passing. I don't. I. I mean, is it far fetched to say the Browns could upset the Chiefs? No. Not, now that you mentioned it, I can see certain similarities. But you're going against the Super Bowl yeah. champs, and these guys are. You know, this is this isn't the Ravens. You know, the Ravens <laughs> last year they were like yeah. new to the and all that stuff, but this is this is the Chiefs we're talking, so no. But I do see similarities. I'm picking the Chiefs hands down. Yeah, the Browns too. had a great season, and if they make it close, shout out to them. Yeah, I think it's going to be Chiefs, but I don't know. I think the 10 points is too high. The Chiefs are 10-point favorites. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, so might, I might put some money on that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, what was it? Game 2, we said, we don't have to talk about it too much, but Saints-Bears, uh, did you watch the Nickelodeon broadcast? I did a little bit. I was at work, and I had most of it on the CBS broadcast, but I put it on one TV in Nickelodeon. I didn't hear the audio. I did see the effects of the game <laughs> when Michael Thomas scored. I was like, whoa, what is this? Yeah, the slimes. Did you see that Mitch Trubisky won the Nickelodeon valuable player? Yeah, that was – That was. I don't know what is going on here in Nickelodeon. I oh, like the idea God. behind putting a game there, but, geez, like – it's a very dangerous thing to do that because I don't know if you saw there is a, at some point I saw it on Twitter where the the refs obviously there's no there's no crowd noise so when the refs are like they said like oh unfortunately on the defense all I hear is one of the defensive players in the Bears go hey yo what the fuck and then like you hear it on live broadcasting yeah. you know other kids on Nickelodeon listening you know they could have probably heard that by accident so it's a very dangerous thing to put NFL on in the in Nickelodeon but yes they should have it on like a little like time delay. So they can censor they the, you know, cuss words or whatever. If yeah, they're gonna do that next year, I don't know if, if that's gonna be a recurring thing. It was cool. Have... It was very. Yeah, it was alright. I mean, they're explaining the rules for the kids and stuff, so yeah, it was alright. But the the game, it was just yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't see the second half. I'm not gonna nah. lie to you. I did not bother to see the second half. This, I just. Oh, go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, it's just the Saints. The Saints and the Bucks. Now, since they play next week, both of them. They didn't really take care of business like I thought they would. Like the, I don't know. I mean, the Bears game was a lot more of you know the scoring margin was bigger than the the football team and the Bucks. But I don't know. Just the way they, the breeze in them that looked against that defense. Which I mean, the Bears defense is good. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. The the Bears defense was banged up too. Yet they held them to 21 points with everybody healthy in the Saints. I don't know. This is gonna be a weird game next week. That neither of them impressed me. I mean, no, I the, agree. the the Bucks offense really impressed me because they spread it out, but the defense really let 
let me down, you know, what being watching them, watching Heineke throw all over them, you know, it was, I don't know, it was weird. But what do you think, Bucks Saints next week? How do Go you feel? Bucks. Um, yeah, me too. They're my NFC favorite. Um, and we talked about this in the last episode how we picked Cardinals and Bucks to be the teams to make it. Car sadly, yeah. the Cardinals didn't even make it. You know. Yeah, we'll get to them. Don't worry. Yes, but uh, the Bucks, like I said, man, this the defense is still good. A lot of people having their doubts on them. Yeah. They're very inconsistent in my eyes. Yes, they struggled against Washington, but you, everyone should expect them to have a decent game against Drew Brees and the boys because I've never heard or ever seen, maybe it has happened a few times in the past few years, a division team de- defeat their rivals three times in one season. I just, I don't know. I just, I can't see it happening. I see the Bucks definitely coming out victorious. Um, I just think the Saints kind of have offensive chemistry issues right now. Even though they're all healthy, I just feel like they haven't all been playing together as much. And it's going to come back to hurt them. And I think with the, the return of uh, Devin White for the for the Buccaneers, it's going to be huge. And that's gonna, they're going to make a huge difference. And like you said, I love the offense right now. They are spreading the ball out. They're actually all coming together now. they got some time together in. And, yeah, Antonio Brown is looking like himself again. And it's scary to yeah, because he is putting in work, and you know they still got the other boys with Godwin and Evans and Miller, and Gronk. Shout out to Gronk out here making whatever he needs to, whatever he needs to do to make this team win. And he was the blocker against Washington, which is a very great strategic move on the coordinator's part on Byron Leftwich. But we'll see him make some plays on 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 Sunday, guaranteed. So mm-hmm. I'm picking the Bucks. I like them. I was impressed by it. I don't know why a lot of people say they weren't. I mean, you uh, got to understand. Offense, yeah, the offense looked good. That's why I was – I wanted to just clarify that. The defense yeah. kind of let me, let me down. Just just the way they played all year, and then they show up to that. I was like, ooh. But, yeah, De- no. like you said, Devin White wasn't there. So, that, he makes a huge difference. Devin White's a baller, so. Absolutely. But the thing is, I, I wanted to also say this. I was – um, I expected Washington to give the Bucks a great game. I did not – everybody kind of saw them – expect them to kind of lose by a lot and you know they kind of did but like i think it was 10 point loss they had but that was impressive to me because i expected washington to go out there and make it a game especially if alex smith would come there if alex smith played i kind of was i wouldn't be like i would have picked him to win this game nah he was he wasn't healthy enough no way yeah but i mean when i heard the news that he was inactive i was like, okay yeah bucks are definitely winning this game but it's not going to be as as bad as people assume and i know you know we didn't really have much um, intel or, like, film on this guy playing. Because what was he, a former XFL player, right? Was, yeah, he's been was in the XFL, XFL and he's been on a couple NFL teams. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, sometimes, even rookies, and I always tell you this, rookies sometimes have their best games when, they, when they're out there for the first time on the field because not a lot of defenses have much footage on them or much, like, scouting report on them. So True. This is why I expected the Bucks to have a, a kind of a rough start to, to Washington in this game. So, I don't know. I like that's those the only points I have out of that game. Um, Bucks are moving on. Saints are moving on. Uh, but yeah, you're picking the Bucks as well, right? I'm picking yeah. the Bucks. So, I have the Bucks making it out of the NFC. Yes, sir. Same. <clears throat> uh, Ravens Titans, the revenge game. We kind of talked yes, about it a sir. little bit, but yeah, I was glad the Ravens won that game. I just that was. That was my game. That won me the money right there. I thought um, the Browns won you money. You bet on two games? Damn. Yeah, I, I, all of them, dude. I'm telling you, except for the Washington game oh. um, and the Saints one. But the four of the six, I, I picked. I was correct. I was six for six this weekend. The Ravens one was the one that I was scared of the most, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, it's that a toss-up. Yeah, that one was the biggest toss-up. But, oh, man, I just – I. Like I said, this, I'm referring back to the Buccaneers uh, thing with the Saints. The, the Saints already beat them twice. There's no way I saw Tennessee beating the Baltimore three times in the past two years. I just couldn't see it. I really couldn't see it happening. I just feel like Baltimore was due for a win against Tennessee, and I just felt like they came in. They were going to come in hungry and ready to beat these guys, especially because they disrespect them in Baltimore. So I was like, this is this is a game for Lamar Jackson to come out of his shell and do damage then. Don't get me wrong, he had a rough start. Like I was like, damn, like this is gonna this is gonna be sad to see them lose again. But they came out one and they came out at one. Shout out to the defense. They stepped up. They they shut down Derrick Henry. They shut him down hardcore. What do you have? Like fifty yards running? Forty. Forty some C. So I don't know. Shout out to the Ravens defense there for stepping up big time, man. Don't get me wrong, I still have my questions with Lamar Jackson and his throwing um and his passing, but 
you know, they came out and won. And honestly, it, I, I, that was the scariest game of, the, of, all, the, of all the games happening this weekend. I, my biggest takeaway is the Ravens' defense looks healthy. I mean, they, they oh, yeah. completely – the fact that they shut down Henry that way and, you know, the only big play they gave up was against A.J. Brown, which that should have been pass interference. But, exactly. You know, oh, well. But, I mean, that was the only big play they really gave up because they held him to six points after that touchdown. So it's like, yeah, the, the defense is – that that's that's just going to take them to the, to the Super Bowl if they get there because I, I don't see – yeah, Lamar, like you said, Lamar, he's still struggling to me. Like He's always going to get his when he's running the ball. Like Nobody's going to stop that. Some teams slow him down, but he always gets his no matter what. His passing, it's very shaky. Like The, the pick to Malcolm Butler, I don't know what he was looking at. I, I, don't, I honestly don't know. But, yeah, he just he's still struggling to me throwing the ball. Like uh, That's going to be a problem against Buffalo. I mean, but you, you got to... They're not going to let you get your rushing yards the whole game. Like, Jonathan Taylor, who's the third-leading rusher, got 78 yards against that defense. The defense shows up when they have to. So it's like they're obviously going to take away Lamar's running ability. So what's going to happen when he has to throw the ball? We've seen that multiple times, and he can't. He doesn't pull through besides the Cleveland Browns game on Monday night. I don't know. What do you think? Ravens-Bills. I kind of want to pick the Ravens. Me too, though. Uh, Me too, because really of that defense. Me yes, too. I really do want to pick the Ravens. Um, I this kind of I'm referring back to last year with the Ravens. Um, as good as they were, they had no playoff experience, and the Bills are in the same position this year. Where as good as they look and as hot as they've been, mm-hmm. I just feel like one, they're due for a loss, and two, they don't have enough playoff experience. The Ravens are hungry. They they've been here last year in this position, except now they're on the road. Um, and I kind of want to pick them, but it's just Buffalo's so talented right now. They look so impressive. With these wins last week, and we're gonna get to them right against the Colts, but they, the this, the Josh Allen Stephon Diggs connection is just so lethal, man. Yeah. I love it. They're probably one of the best combinations in football right now. They might I might put them top three right now, yeah. honestly, because they look really good. So that's the only thing keeping me back from picking the Ravens right now. But if you were to ask me on Saturday, I will might give you a different answer. But as of right now, I'm probably gonna pick Baltimore. No, I, yeah, I, I don't I don't have any issue with that pick. Um, that's what I was I was telling a couple of my friends too. Like, don't be surprised if the Ravens upset the Bills because mm-hmm. the Ravens have no pre- the Ravens have no pressure on them like, at all. Like they're just cut, they're playing with house money right now. They're just like, hey, nobody expects us to do anything anyway, so might as well just you know get. I could see a Ravens Chiefs uh, AFC Championship game. Just yep. we should have got that last year, but they didn't show up against the Titans. Now maybe it's a different story, but yeah, Ravens are looking hot right now. So that. They're a scary team. If the defense if the defense gets going like they did this week against the Bills on Saturday, uh, I don't know who's gonna win. That's a toss up to me. If it comes down to Lamar throwing, that's Bills every day of the week. But if they can't find a way to slow down this running game, which not many teams have been able to do, it's over. It's gonna be the Ravens. Yep. So it's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be like one of that's gonna be the best game this week. I like. Out of all the games that are happening this week, that's gonna be my the one I'm gonna be watching like from beginning to end. Ravens Bills. Same. All right, let's go. We said it a little bit. Bucks football team. I I don't know what else you want to cover on that, but uh, Brady. Brady looks good. Antonio Brown's looking good, which like you said is scary. Godwin's. Godwin. I don't know. Is he getting better every game? Every every game. You know, after their bye week, he's look good, bro. Like really good. I better than to me better than Evans. Like I don't know. I disagree. He had a couple. I like, drops. I, yeah, he did, but I don't know. Just the way Brady trusts him, like that's that's his Edelman, basically. It is. It is. But I'm just concerned because he has done some very a good chunk of drops, um, especially in the Washington game. And there was one I believe that he was going to go. He was in the end zone and he dropped it. So yeah. I I don't, I don't know, especially because he's about to be a free agent soon. This is kind of concerning to me, yeah. but I like Godwin though. Evans too. Evans, I remember we thought Evans was gonna blow up because he was having some, you know, he didn't like that Brady wasn't giving him the ball and all that. And but I mean, he's he's looked good too. Even though he hyperextended his knee last week, he still look he still looked good. Like he's still catching the jump balls, the fifty fifty balls. So they're looking good. Like I said, that I don't think it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be a touchdown or more game. Bucks Saints. I, I I don't think it's gonna be. 
oh, back and forth, back and forth. Here we go. Like, it's going to be like 34-27. Saints are going to throw a pick, like, kind of deal. Okay. I don't know. I, just, I, I don't, I'm not going to go that far. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to predictions in a bit, but, you know, that's just my – that's how I'm feeling right now. It'll it most likely will change by Sunday, but that's just how I'm feeling right now. Um, middle game, what was it? Oh, Ram Seahawks, bro. Yes, I, I cannot believe the Seahawks yes. choked this. Oh hey, my nope. god! What have I told you in the podcast? This is why I wanted to record soon. What have I always told you? The Rams always have the Seahawks number, no matter they how do. bad they yeah. are. Don, Aaron Donald just that, I don't know what he does. Yeah. He always scares Russell Wilson or something. He's just this was destroyed. my game. This was my game where I didn't this was a toss up for me. I didn't know. Because they had Wolford playing. So I was like, uh, I don't know. But they got I was, that early pick six, man. That was it right there. I was like, Oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah. So besides the obviously the Saints and the Bills game, I believe it or not, this was the game I was most confident on. I was more confident the Rams were gonna win than the Browns were mm. gonna win. Okay. Um, and I'm telling you, it's, it's just I, even when the Rams during the Sam Bradford days, the like the pre Sean McVay era, they still beat the Seahawks even when the Legion of Doom was there. They would always, even when they when they wouldn't win, they would make it a great game. So I don't know what it is with the culture in the Rams, but I just I just had this feeling like, look, this, this defense is gonna step up. Jalen Ramsey's gonna shut down McCaff, which he did. He only had like what four catches for 30 yards. Ramsey like did his Ramsey did his part. I knew Donald was gonna go off, and he did. But shout out to the whole defensive line, whoever the, yeah. their defensive end coaches or whatever that line coaches. He needs a raise because goddamn, he Morgan Fox. Shout out to CSU Pueblo. Yeah, uh, he he's coming from that school. Leonard um, Floyd. Leonard Floyd. Michael Brockers. Player, Michael Brockers. The Aaron Donald. Like this. I think D-line they have Ashawn Robinson too, but I don't know if he's. If he played Sunday Damn, or Saturday. Like they are no joke, man. Yeah. man. They, they made Russell Wilson uncomfortable. It just looked like how they when they played in L.A. Um, like two months ago when you were talking about I didn't mm-hmm. see much of that game. You didn't. You said that he just – Russell Wilson didn't look Yeah, like he looked awful that game. This is the he same looked, Russell Wilson. Yeah, the exact, exact same, same one. And to Saturday. me, it was a toss-up because the way the Rams came out in Seattle like two mm-hmm. weeks ago, I was like, oh, this, this is going to be anybody's game. But I thought the Seahawks were going to find a way. Nope. From beginning to end, Rams just smoked them. Whooped yep. them. I mean, they they show who stopped dog in the West to me. Yes. Even though the Seahawks won that division, man, they, like you said, the Rams have their number. They, I don't know what it is, but sheesh, man. Like, the, the only good play that Metcalf had was that blown coverage, and Ramsey wasn't even on him. So, mm. it's, man. Yeah. I, I, and what I'm saying is that I'm surprised, and that backup quarter—I don't know his name. I, I'm, I John apologize. Wolford. Wolford. Uh, he had—he looked good to start. He had a good, good couple passes in. You know, he—he he had his little uh, woes here and there. Um, but then he got hurt, unfortunately, and then you know, kind of had my doubt. Jared Goff came in the game, but you know, yeah, he, me too. He held his own too a little bit. So you know, shout out to the Rams. My brother was scared. I'm not gonna lie. I texted him the minute they—they they announced they were playing the Seahawks. He was worried. He's like, you know, that I love this defense. He's like, but. You know, which our offense is right now. I don't know what he's told me. He's like, I don't know what Sean McVay is doing, but his offense is just not looking it's good It's not McVay's fault. It's and God. I, it's God. I told him, I was like, well, I mean, hey, what wins championships? Defense wins championships, I told him. Like, so your defense, as long as they do their part, you know, anything's possible. And, you know, he, he didn't want to believe me, but then he's watching the game, and he's like, hey, you're right. And I was like, I told you, man. Like, I don't know how they're going to do against the Packers, but – they did get to the Seahawks, and that's all I was counting for. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Rams, shout out to the Rams, baby. They're, they're looking good so far. We'll see. My question is now, what does Seattle do from here? Because they got a, their, their drafts have been really bad the past yeah. three years. Like, I I don't think any of the, the guys they've drafted the past three years are even starting for them. Like, they, they need a new O-line. They need a D line. Like no, nobody got any pressure. Like they have, they got Dunlap for a reason. Like Jamal Adams has been blitzing all year. I feel like that was that's kind of been a busted trade right now to this point. And I know he was hurt. I'm not gonna put that on him, but just the way they use them, and I don't know, it, it was surprising because Jamal Adams was a really good safety in coverage, and they didn't really use him like that. Maybe because they couldn't, but yeah, just 
it was, it was a weird year for the Seahawks. Early MVP buzz, like always for Russ, and then. Well, like, the thing is, Russell Wilson is so good that he makes the O line look, like, look good. Yeah. The thing is, Russell Wilson always makes plays out of the pocket. Where he'll get out, scramble, run, make a play, you know, and he got exposed. Quite frankly, the offensive line got exposed, and you know, there's They've just been only exposed, so much. Though. This has always been an issue. Exactly. So, and especially when you're going up against a really great defense D line like the Rams, like it, it was bound to happen. Quite frankly, and you know, as good as Wilson is, you know, you're not you're not Superman, and you can't do it all yourself. Especially when you have a great corner guarding your best receiver. So yeah, I don't know. This that was this, that game to me though. That still shocked me that the Rams beat them the way they beat them. I thought it was gonna be closer than it was, but hey, Rams Packers, you said it. <laughs> That's gonna be interesting. Uh, I, I don't think the Packers are gonna be able to run the ball like they want exactly. to. Exactly. This is why I kind of want to pick the Rams here, but I gotta see how the status of of uh, the two quarterbacks for the Rams. I gotta see. I don't know. I'm, yeah, that's I'm gonna, gonna be the issue. But I mean, Devontae against Jalen basically, and then somebody has to make a play. MBS or Lazard. Somebody has to step up because mm-hmm. it yes, can't be sir. Devontae all game. They're gonna take him away. The secondary is good. Like it's not nothing to, you know, nothing to sleep on. Like Darius Williams is a ball hawk. It, he he picked off Russell Wilson, I think, three four times this season. This season, like he picked them off twice in that first game, then this pick six so three times this year. I mean, he can make some plays. And their safeties, they got John Johnson and Taylor Rapp. Like they actually got pieces. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Who's gonna step up? Is Tanya gonna make some plays? I know they're gonna use Aaron Jones out of the backfield. I'm I'm just curious what they what the game plan is for the Packers because yeah. I think the two teams they didn't want to see they got them. Like they, I don't think they wanted to see Tampa. They would have played them. And I don't think they wanted to see the Rams. And now they're gonna play them. So we'll see. I still think the Packers are gonna win, but I agree. But no, I agree. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Green Bay, but I'm not expecting this to be a blowout whatsoever. I'm, it's a toss up close. Yeah, it's close to a toss up for me. Really is. So we'll sh- we shall see. And we then the last see. game, which was the first game on Saturday, Bills Colts, closer than I thought too. Another game. Same. Where, I agree. Where the so Colts close. almost snuck out of there with a W, and you know, didn't happen. But yeah, Bills. Oh man, I, I I don't know what else to say about this team, man. Like you said, Allen and Diggs are just on fire for I don't even know how many weeks straight. I think since that Arizona game, like even, they had a good game there, but since that Arizona game, they've just been turning it up. And I, was that their last loss? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was their last loss because they went thirteen and three. Yeah, they were ten and three at that point. Mm. Mm. So wow. yeah, that's this. They look. They look really good, bro. I don't know what else to say. Like, I it's it's gonna be a tough game. That's why I'm really excited to watch that game. But let's just get into predictions. First game on Saturday, Rams Packers. You said Packers. What's your score? <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, 28, 23 Packers for now. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a low-scoring game too. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Hmm, I'll go 24. 24-16. Alright, the second game, Ravens, Bills, what you got? I'm going to pick Ravens here. Oh, alright. Already with the upset, okay. Yeah, it's close. It's a toss-up, don't get me wrong. I, I won't be surprised if I'm wrong here, but I'm going to go Ravens 20 Eight to twenty-five. Okay. So almost as the same score as the Packers Rams. All right, I'm gonna go Bills. I'm gonna go thirty-four twenty-eight. Mm. Give me a little high scoring, but yeah, I think uh, I think the Bills will get it done, squeak it out. But like I said, I won't be surprised with your score either. I think the yeah. Ravens are right there. Um, let's see, game two, Chiefs, Browns. We kind of said that, but what you got? I'm picking the Chiefs. Um, I'm gonna go 35. I think mm. the Chiefs explode. I think they're gonna come out and send a message. Chiefs 35, Browns 24. Mm. Okay, 
You see, the more we went along, the more I was like, mm, I don't know. But I'm going to go, you know how I said 10 points was a little high. I'm, I'm going to go 10. It's going to be 35. I'm going to say 35-2. I'm going to go 35-20. I, I don't think the Browns okay. are going to you know, be able to get anything going. But could be wrong. But I'm going to go 35-20. And then the last game, Bucks saints What you got? I'm going to go... 38-35. I kind of think this is going to be a high-scoring game. 38-35, an overtime win for the Buccaneers. Mm. Okay. You you kind of expecting a blowout here a little bit. No, not a blowout. I just think it's, it's a little. Yeah, it's going to be than, it's going to be cheap. It's Chiefs. It's going to be the Bucks 34-27. I think late it's going to be Breeze driving and he's going to throw a pick and that's it. That's going to be his run and another old quarterback goes into retirement but yeah those are those are my picks so then we got you got ravens chiefs in the afc championship you got packers bucks i got bills chiefs packers bucks as well mm. that's gonna be good we'll see what happens but all right i know you've been waiting you know you want to talk about these coaching vacancies yes sir we have to talk about but can we start off with deshaun watson yeah go okay. for it so, they, the Texans just keep fucking up. Even without Billy O'Brien, they're still fucking up, bro. I'm they starting to think this isn't just Billy yeah, O'Brien. Yeah, this isn't Billy O'Brien. This is, yeah, this is the team itself. The fact that they didn't even interview the enemy or any of the GM candidates, or like he wasn't even involved in the GM search, I think the, the bridge has been burned. I think he's going to get traded. Yeah, gonna, I think he's going to make it more uncomfortable than James Harden is right now. I, don't, I think Harden's going to stay, it's looking like. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Did you see those tour reports that Deshaun wants yeah. to push a trade to the Dolphins? That would be disgusting. I'd be so pissed. Why? <laughs> I don't want to see him in my division. What the <laughs> fuck? He better be wearing the I want the him Patriots to stay cover. in the AFC. I want him to stay in the AFC. <laughs> yeah, there's been rumors that, about him and Kyle Shanahan linking up. I don't want to see that either. That would be nasty. They just went yeah. seven and nine with their C squad like that, man. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about Deshaun? Where do you think I he's just, gonna end up? So half of me says that he's gonna leave. Half of me actually says that he's gonna stay. Um, I don't know. Like, I just if if Harden is already kind of like thinking about staying, I'm not saying he is. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. reporting anything, but it just kind of things are looking like he might stay for the season. I just kind of feel like Watson is just frustrated right now. Especially with the whole Hopkins thing still lingering in the back of his head. You know, and I got to ask you this. Like, he's upset. Why is he upset right now? Because of the Hopkins trade and what else? I mean, I think Hopkins, he's not being – they're just not involving him in anything like they said they would, supposedly. Okay. But when have you ever seen a quarterback get involved in a GM search? A GM search. Hey, there's – he's – a different type of QB. I bet you if Mahomes would want a different coach in the GM, they would let him get involved. I don't know. Listen, I'm not. I'm not saying coach. Yeah, I agree. I would. But a, a GM, like, you know, there's just some point where, like, all right, like Watson. We know we said this, but a GM, like, I've never heard of a quarterback getting involved in a GM search. Yes, coaching. Yes, but another thing that kind of sways me is to like is. When Matt Lafleur got hired by the Packers, was uh, did Rodgers want him there? Did he? I think he wanted McDaniel's. I exactly. I think Rodgers kind of didn't even give his int- like they didn't ask for his input much. I think I I feel like they offered they asked him, but he like they they kind of just asked him just because he's the franchise quarterback. But I feel like Green Bay ownership is just kind of like you know like the vibe, the whole executives. I think they were just like let's get Lafleur. I think he's the perfect guy for Rodgers because you know sometimes quarterbacks want a specific guy. But they don't really understand who they need, and mm-hmm. look at the Green Bay Packers now. I mean, Rodgers is just kind of like he's the baddest man on the planet right now. And I think Watson's just frustrated, and I think we just need to let him cool off things. I I I want him to leave. I actually do want him to go somewhere else, but in the AFC or hey, even Atlanta. I mean, he's a Georgia native, but it's just frustrating, bro. He he could have avoided all of this by not signing that extension. And that's exactly why it's his fault too because yeah. at this I remember at this time last year before we started recording this podcast. I've kept telling you and I know we both talked about it and we agreed that, you know, he might be the guy that goes that goes into free agency 
so young and in his prime. And it's going to be crazy. And then when we heard the extension news, I was kind of a little disappointed. In him yeah, he shouldn't have I, even, I, even I saw Houston had no future and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know what he was thinking or what he was seeing. But, you know, it's, it's also his fault. And he put himself in this position. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I think he's going to end up – I think he's going to stay in the AFC, but it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take, like, I, a couple firsts, a couple seconds. Well, I mean, if, if Miami were – I heard if Miami offers – they can offer in the third pick, obviously back their pick because they're stupid and they gave them their pick. They can yeah. give it back to them, you know, give them a, your first round, give them Tua, and a, and the 35th pick of the draft. Would you say yes or no if you're a Texas GM? Yeah, I would. I mean, you're gonna rebuild. You gotta, you have to get the right coach in there, though. I don't know what, yeah, what way they want to go, but they need the right coaching staff around Tua if that's the route they want to go. Because, I mean, it's good for them. They can rebuild. I would trade JJ Watt if I'm them too. What are, what are we doing with Watt? Thanks, like, true. Like true. just rebuild. You're in rebuild mode now. Just you know, do what you gotta do. Rebuild your capital. Casario, who's coming from the Patriots, which I don't know, like he's. He's been good for the Patriots helping Bill out to a certain extent, but I mean we've seen the Patriot GMs like Bob Quinn, he got canned. John Robinson's been okay. I don't know what Casario, I don't know what to expect from Casario, but um, you know, he's got a lot of work to do. That's that's a tough job huh. that, that he took. Yes, that should be the the first thing. Like, yeah. yeah. First thing is start quarterback and why does not want to be there anymore? Maybe, oh, maybe he'll do sucks. something. Who knows? Maybe he'll find a deal where they can be, rebuild the team the right way, get the right coach in there. But I'm shocked they didn't uh, even interview the enemy. I'm I'm really surprised about that. I am surprised by that too, and I can understand Watson's frustrations. You know, at least get an interview with him. You yeah. know, give him, give him the respect to like give him at least what he's what he kind of wants. So I don't know. I can see both sides of things. I'm expecting things to cool off though. We'll see. Um. And we'll take it from there. For now, I just think Watson might stay. Yeah, know? I just wanted to start with that because we haven't really uh, said anything about that on the podcast. It just happened like last week. So uh, now let's get into this coaching shit. Like, yes, just sir. Earlier, Eagles fired Doug Peterson. I told you I'm not surprised. I knew this was going to happen. Am I. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew they were going to have a bad year. That The way the team looked, the drafting, the – the from the beginning of the season when they went for a tie against the Bengals, I knew he lost the locker room right there. He lost some guys. When you lose yep. some guys, it's over. It's just a matter of time. And when he went for that tie and they punted, that was basically the beginning of the end for me. And then when the Wentz thing happened, that was bad the way he kind of handled it. And then week 17, I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> like Putting Sudfeld in and even you could tell Hertz was frustrated on the sidelines like i scored i did my part what the fuck and you know you if you saw like reading his lips and stuff that's what he said so it's like i don't know and then he said there was a report that came out today i was tired of people telling me what to do the fuck are you talking about you're not the gm you're not the owner of course people are going to tell you what to do like you're losing your team and now he lost it and now he's getting mentioned for the jets job which is a joke like that's a joke Oh man, I don't know what. What do you think about Peterson? The thing is, I I didn't. I mean, there was reports he was in the hot seat even before yeah. Week Seventeen, mm-hmm. like you said. And uh, when I heard that he benched Jalen Hurts, and he kind of lost a little bit of the locker room there, players were a little frustrated at him and upset. That's when I kind of started thinking in the back of my head, like, "Yo, this this guy might get fired." And then mm-hmm. I was surprised when there was reports saying he's safe. He doesn't. He's not going to lose his job. But then, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. And and there were still reports out there that, you know, Eagles players were still upset with the decision. And some of the executives in in the Eagles organization kind of had their doubts, starting to have their doubts more and more about Peterson. And when I heard, when I kept hearing reports from Philadelphia about all that, I was like, this is bound to happen where this guy might might either resign or get fired. Because the Carson Wentz thing is still going on. He's upset with Peterson. You have the whole a good chunk of the locker room upset with Peterson. Like it's just not a good uh, environment to be in if you're Doug Peterson. So it was bound to happen at some point, just because he's a very great football coach. But I mean, you know, with outside of the X's and O's, and you mean you know me, men, mental side of things. If you lost the locker room, then you're not going to yeah. win anything. So and yeah. that defense, that defense, the offense was flat. Like I I tweeted that out earlier. 
Frank Reich and DiFilippo looks like they were the bread and butter to that offense and not Peterson. I feel like they could have kept, they should have kept Reich and they would have been all right. But I don't know. Like, I I think the what it, what it came down to is who do we want to keep? Do we want to keep Peterson or do we want to keep forty million dollars in cap space? Because if Peterson was still there, Wentz would have to be traded. Then they would be they would have to take a disgusting cap hit. And then what? And now there's reports saying Wentz is now that it's more likely that he's gonna stay now that they got rid of Peterson. So I think it just came down to the money. Like they're just you know they want money for the future, and when they can get rid of Wentz, they'll get rid of yeah. him. But yeah, I you I felt like they just somebody told him, hey, just just take out Hurts. We want the sixth pick. We don't want the ninth pick. Like that's what yeah, it looked like. And that's why I kind of wanted to ask you, and I asked you on Twitter too when I asked you uh about do you think he was on a hot seat before week 17? Because to me, uh, strategically speaking, if you're a head coach and you're out of the playoff picture, and when he took out Jalen Hurts, the only explanation I can think of is like, he's not going to say it in, in, to the media, but you know, like, oh, we're probably, he's probably aiming for a higher draft pick for yeah. next season. So when Doug Peterson pulled that Hurts, me thinking, you know, like, oh, okay, he's probably just trying to get a top five, top 10 pick in the draft. Which is understandable, you know, those are like gold, you know, and stuff. So you're trying to get a great player out of the draft. So it's funny to me that he did that. And now look at him. Now he's out of a job. Um, he lost the locker room for it. And, you know, this is why it's kind of tough to be an NFL coach. Like, yeah, you can try to intentionally lose games, but you're not going to win the locker room over like mm-hmm. that. And it was very, very interesting how it all played out. And, you know, this should send a message to all NFL coaches, you know, as much as us fans want to see our teams get a higher draft pick, you know, coaches have to be smart and try to win as many games because you never know when you're going to be in that team any longer. So, hey, they got the sixth mm. pick. What do you think? I wanted to ask you this now because this is this is what I was looking forward to. And trust me, I've been. Uh, I wanted to hear this. Who is rank your top co- head coaching positions? Rank them from one to seven because there's seven open right now. Who's the number oh, one? Positions, okay. Right. Like, um, like the who's the yeah, like best the job to have? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I think Jacksonville with what they got. I, I think they're gonna get Lawrence or Field, so that helps. Like they're gonna have okay. the number one pick, and they have a they have the most cap space, so you know you could do what you want with that. Yeah, uh, the Chargers, I think that's oh, yeah, top pick with Herbert. They have a, a pretty good defense. You just. I just feel like once you don't, once you know you don't play for anything, your team kind of just feels it and they just don't play like good anymore. But um, that's another one. I feel like they have a good team still. Atlanta would be my third because Atlanta has potential. Ridley looks good. I don't know what they're gonna do with the running back position. I like Hayden Hurst, and they just they got some young defensive pieces. I like. Um, yeah. That linebacker, oh, what's 54? Yeah, Okalaju. Ok- I don't know how to say his name, but yeah, I know who him. He's good. Him. Their D-line has looked actually decent towards the end, so they got pieces too. Um, four. What would be number four? What are the openings again? So we got Detroit, Detroit, Houston, Detroit. New York. Um, New York, Philadelphia just opened up too. I would put Philly four. I still think they got something there. They got... They got some juice. I put Detroit. Uh, Houston's last. What was the sixth one? Oh, the Jets. The Jets, then the Texans. Because the Texans don't have anything at all. Especially <laughs> they have with Watson. Watson. Especially with Watson wanting to leave. What do they got? They have to rebuild that whole team because they have no picks. So, yeah, I think I think the Jets and the Texans are last for me. Even though the Jets have the second pick, uh, it's going to take a while to rebuild that, that whole franchise. It's going to take a while to turn it around, so. You know, unless you're a college coach or maybe like a up and coming offensive coach, like there's no like hot candidates that want to go to New York. Like I don't see that happening. So yeah, yeah. So my list, I would agree for the most part. The Jags number one. I mean, you got I think they're number one in cap space yeah. heading into the off season. So that's good. And you got the number one pick. So mm-hmm. and who doesn't want to go to Jacksonville? Plus the Florida Sun. You know, <laughs> I think that's Urban Meyer's job around. though. Yeah, most deaf, most deaf. Um, the Chargers number two, they have a great team. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of injuries hurt on Anthony Lynn. I didn't think he deserved to get fired. I think he should have given one more chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, they're like, they have some cap space heading into off season as well. So that's a great job. I might actually, I, they, they might be number one, honestly, cause they have, they, I don't know. I don't know. 
Number three, Atlanta. I agree there too. Um, the only thing that's hurting us is cap space. I think we're going to be in cap hell. I think we're the 30th in cap space. That's, that's why right. Julio and Matt Ryan are going to be trade candidates. See, but the thing is, the cap hit is going to be so bad. Yeah. Especially Matt Ryan. Julio, maybe not so much. We can handle that. But cap, Matt Ryan's cap hit is going to be so bad. We have to wait till next season to get rid of his contract. So that's the only thing holding me back. We have a great draft pick. We have a lot of youngsters um, on defense, too, stepping up. Uh, AJ Terrell was really good. Um, this, this season, I actually like the man corner, um, but you know it's gonna take some time for him to mesh. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, I would probably say New York. Um, and Wait, the reason number four. Uh, I thought I said. Oh no, I didn't say them. My bad. New York is number four to oh, me. Okay. Sorry, I'm picking New York number four above Philly, Detroit, and Houston. Because New York has a second pick, and I believe they're second in cap space uh, heading mm-hmm. into the offseason. Yes, like you said, it's going to take some time for this team to develop and rebuild. But, I mean, if, I mean, of course you lost Trevor Lawrence, but, I mean, you still got a chance at getting Justin Fields, Wilson, you know, anybody at the so, second Something pick. tells me they're going to try this again with Darnold. And, and that's the thing, too, is, like, and it, they can go ahead. If they get the right coach, they can go ahead and stick with Darnold and – you know, upgrade the offensive line or, you know, upgrade the defense and you still have the cap space. So, hey, you still have – at the end of the day, they're going to have a quarterback and that's something to have um, in your team. So I think this is a good uh, head coaching position to, to apply for. Um, number five, I'm going to pick uh, Philly. You know, um, their their team isn't that bad. It really isn't yeah. bad. And especially yeah. – I, I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to be a, a great quarterback in this league. Um, getting rid of Carson Wentz is going to be tough. Um, they have no receivers, but I mean, they got a six pick in the draft. They can pick somebody up, like a Chase or Devontae Smith. Um, so I, I like that. I like that spot. Um, number six, I'm gonna go Detroit. Um, they're they're very similar to Atlanta, except they actually have a little bit of cap space. But I mean, Matt Stafford's up there in age, just like Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. And I I have a lot of questions on this uh, defense. Um. I don't know who's going to be their, their running game. Their, I just have a lot of questions on this team. I mean, team. that's Swift. I like Swift. He had a good year. Oh, I forgot about Swift. I'm talking about receivers. Sorry. Uh, yeah, um, Marvin Jones is a free agent. They still have like, Galladay, but he can't stay healthy. Yeah, but he had a he had a struggling. He struggled this year bad. Yeah. With injuries, anyone he was on the field, he struggled. So, I don't know. I have questions with this team. Um, and then number seven, obviously, Houston Texans. The only thing they have is Deshaun Watson. And that's very interesting. They're going to be in the negatives in terms of cap space. So, like, do you get rid of Watson or do you just roll the dice with Watson, like, and just with the new coach? Like, I don't know. It's just uh, as many questions I have for Detroit, Houston, it's just looking so bad. And you have no picks. So, I don't know what head coach is going to want to go there right now. Really, honestly. Like, even if you're a young offensive coordinator, you're going to put yourself in a very bad position the first year or two. And it's not gonna look good. Hey, gonna- I'm gonna I'm just throw this out there. It's not. I'm not speaking because I know I didn't see any reports. Don't be surprised if McDaniel's goes there. Ah, uh, I don't like that at I, all. I, and I don't I either. Really- but could he wants to still be a head coach? I don't think Belichick's retiring anytime soon. You really just, don't think so? Maybe, but still, like, is he still? Does he still want to wait two to three years? Like, I don't. Sure. I don't think he wants to. So, Casario just went down there. Maybe he'll try to convince him. Who knows? But McDaniels could be there. I I think that's a potential landing spot for him. Maybe uh, Deshaun would like that. Maybe he wouldn't. But I don't. I just see. I don't see anybody else trying to you know get that job. Maybe a college coach to you know inject their culture into there. But I don't know. You see, my thing is like if you're a college coach, why would you go out there and and be in the worst coaching position out of a whole league? And you're really not going to have get a chance of getting your own players because one, you don't have the cap space, and two, you don't even have the draft picks for it. You know, that's what I'm saying. Though I think they're gonna this is gonna be a whole blow up this year. Like they're gonna blow this team up. Watts gonna be gone. I think Watson's leaving too. Like if you're a Fitzgerald from Northwestern, if they give you the the right amount of money, I think he's gonna go to the pros. Like I, the, any of these college coaches, you just give them the right amount. Besides. If you're not named Nick Saban or Dabo Sweeney, like I think, you know, any 
decent number with or Ryan Day, but any of those the college coaches, I think if you tell them, hey, bring whoever you want to bring over here, you can do what you want with the GM, you know, be as involved as you want to be. Who knows? But yeah, the, the Houston slim pickings with their with who they want, like who wants to go there? I have no idea who's gonna get that job. But you guys, I think Falcons are gonna get here. I'm just gonna predict who I think who, who's gonna go where. Urban's gonna go to the Jags. Brian Dayball is going to be the Chargers coach. BNME is going to be the Falcons coach. Uh, Philly. Oh, I don't know about Philly. Philly just opened up, so I don't know yet. Uh, Robert Salah is going to be the Lions coach. I think Peterson's going to be the Jets coach now that I'm seeing these reports. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's going to be so bad. It's going to be just as bad as Adam Gase. I, I don't think that's going to be any better. And Houston, I'm going to say a college coach or McDaniels. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? Um. So, I think the Chargers are gonna get Joe Brady. Quite frankly, you think I, I think it's too early for little Joey. I don't know. I, I I agree, but I just I the trend is there. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, that's true. Offensive yeah. coordinators, young offensive coordinators, they want their new McVay, their new yes. Shanahan. Yeah, I see. I can see it. So I I just don't know. I I want I, like you know. I wouldn't mind Atlanta getting him either. But I just I think this is gonna be a spot for the Chargers to get him. Um, the Jets, uh, yeah, I'm gonna probably go with Doug Peterson. Oh that's crazy God. to me. This is crazy insane, how that's gonna bro. happen. Um, the Jets are gonna go out of nowhere too, so that's funny. Um, Jaguars, Urban Meyer, kind of I kind of been hearing reports they're getting his staff together. Yeah. Um, after that meeting, so that just tells me that you know they're gonna finalize a deal coming up soon. Um, uh, which is crazy. We'll see how he does. I'm. Interested Real quick with him, you think he's gonna draft Fields because the OSU connection, or you think he's gonna go Lawrence? He's gonna go Lawrence. Okay. I just he, you have to. I mean, you have to like. I don't care who you are. You number one pick has to go Lawrence. Has yeah. to be Lawrence. No, I was just I was just throwing that out there. I know, but I've heard that too. Yeah. Uh, Fields to um, the Jags if Urban goes there. So I don't know. We'll see. But I just wanted to ask you. Go ahead. Um. This is more of a want than a prediction, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. We get Robert Sala. I really the do. Falcons? The Falcons? Falcons are. Hmm. Um, you've, you've had your your reasons as to why he goes to Detroit, and they're very valid points. Um, mm-hmm. But I I don't know. I just feel like we're going to get him for some reason. Either him or enemy. but I just think enemy doesn't really – the Falcons job doesn't excite him, and I heard he he's not going to leave Kansas City unless he finds the perfect job to leave to. So – I don't know. I just think Robert Salah is the guy for us. Um, and that leads to the Lions getting Brian uh, Dable. Mm. I think okay. they're going to – I just – I don't know. I think this is going to be their backup plan. I think the Lions do really want to go ahead and get Salah. But if they don't, that's going to be – like, like you said, and I, I've seen that too, Salah is going to take either LaFleur or that other offensive uh, guy they have on their staff. So And I love that. And I, so I told you about it, and I love – this is why I want Salah because he's going to be a Dan Quinn, but a, a better leader than Dan Quinn. I feel like he's going to bring just much more energy to this defense. And I mean, Dan, don't get me wrong, Dan Quinn did do that, but I just think Salah's more energetic to this team. He's going to, uh, you know, it's just something refreshing to see. And he's going to bring, like I, like you said, his, uh, the LaFour little brother, I forgot his name, is Mike, right? Yeah, Mike. So, and he's right, he's in the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree right now. So, yeah. as good as Shanahan is on his offense, I love it. I, I love the scheme that he has in San Francisco. I loved it when we won, when we went to Super Bowl. That's that's what we need right now, especially if we're going to decide to keep Matt Ryan for one year. You know, I love to see it. So, I'm just hoping this happens because this is going to go back to our Super Bowl 2016 Super Bowl year because we went downhill because we lost Shanahan. Point, period. Mm-hmm. We did not. We weren't the same team after Shanahan went to San Francisco. And, you know, Dirk Cutter was never going to be the answer in our offense. And this is why we struggled on offense, too, with the run game. So I'm hoping this is going to happen. That leads to Detroit getting, like I said, Dayball. And then the Texans, I was going to say, I was going to say Eric Bieniemy, but no, not anymore. Because they didn't even request an interview, which is yeah. shocking to me. And now that I think about it, McDaniels might be the guy. And you're right. I'm, I'm actually, telling you, don't be surprised. Convincing me, I'm gonna go McDaniel's, and I think the enemy is gonna stay in Kansas City because I've been hearing that, he, like I said, he he doesn't want to leave unless he finds the perfect job. And I just think 
Um, besides, like the Jaguars, the, the Jaguars job, I just don't think he wants. He finds like the perfect job out there to go to. So, yeah, <sighs> I don't know. But hey, speaking of Dan Quinn, he's the new Cowboys defense. Hey, coordinator. I saw that. Shout out to the Cowboys. They got Mike McCarthy as their head coach and Dan Quinn as their DC. Oh, God. That's crazy because I remember we were thinking about getting Mike McCarthy as our OC before we hired Cutter. So that is crazy to me. Um, I would say uh, I'm not surprised at this. Um, Dan Quinn is a, is a great defensive coordinator. But I'm going to tell you this right now. The Cowboys are not going to go anywhere with this They're guy. not. They're not going anywhere because McCarthy's their head coach. And that too. And because... As good as Dan Quinn is, he's very conservative when he has leads. He's kind of a big reason why we blew all these leads. And if they're going to be playing zone a lot, good luck, Cowboys, because you're going to be blowing leads just like how the Falcons were. So that's all I got to say about that. Um, good luck to Dan Quinn. Um, I like the guy. Um, he was a good coach for us until the end. And, yeah, that's – I want to talk about – hold on. We, since we didn't address the regular season the last two weeks, but – I want to talk about the two motherfucking teams I had the most faith in to mess the playoffs up, the Cardinals and them Dolphins. We, you and I were so high on the Cardinals, and for them to choke the way they choked, all they had to do was beat San Francisco, San Francisco and they would have been in the playoffs. And the fact that they blew it. I mean, I don't know what else, how the, you know, any other way to put it. They blew it. Kyler Murray didn't look healthy towards the end. Cliff Kingsbury's play calling didn't help. They couldn't get the run game going. And, yeah, if it wasn't for the Hale Murray, like, they would have been on a, a seven-game losing streak, I think, or a six, something like that. But they shouldn't have lost the Patriots game they did. They shouldn't have lost the Rams game last week. And I know the Rams defense is good, but Wolford only put up, what was it, um... 11 points, 10 points, and the defense got that pick six. And, I mean, I'm, I'm just shocked that the Cardinals didn't make it. And the Dolphins, the Dolphins choked. All the Dolphins had to do was beat the Bills, and the Bills were like, hell no, bro, we're not seeing you next week. <laughs> Which is what the Steelers should have done to the Browns, uh... but, you know, it's crazy. Those two teams could have messed the playoffs up just the way they, they were looking, and towards the end they just tailed off. We yeah, had Murray for fucking MVP, man. That was ah, uh, that's frustrating. <laughs> it was disappointing to see. Um, I'm more surprised at the Cardinals and the Dolphins because I mean the AFC. I just, quite frankly, the AFC is a little harder than the NFC this year. And but it's like both of them controlled their own destinies and they couldn't do true. it. Yeah, that's the that's thing that true. throws me off. I'm like, wow, you don't but, get that opportunity no. every year, you know? I was just more disappointed in Cardinals because I was looking at their schedules. I mean, and. Even though my Buffalo didn't really like have their starters playing much, they're still a good team. And for Miami mm. to go to Buffalo, I just kind of had a sense that they weren't going to win that game. Um, I feel like if Patrick more... didn't have COVID, he would have. They would have won. Yeah, they, they could have. Um, but I mean, it was more Baltimore and Cleveland both won their games too. Yeah. So I mean, you can't really do anything about it. Cardinals is more disappointing, like you said, because I mean they they did control their destiny and they just lost it. They they blew it. And I don't know what's going on with Kingsbury, but this something needs to happen, quite frankly. And this is why I wanted to ask you at the end of the episode um, about all these coaching hires. Uh, now I want to ask you who's in the hot seat for next season. Give me your three coaches that are in the hot seat. I can tell you Kingsbury's one of them. Yeah, Kingsbury. Let's see, who came back? Zimmer? I think Zimmer's on the hot yes, seat. Yes. Zimmer's been on the hot seat for years. But <laughs> he the... doesn't like her cousins. <laughs> yeah, Z Zimmer like is one for sure. And one more. I'm going to go Fangio for the Broncos. Fangio. I'm going to say McCarthy, and I'm going to throw out one that nobody's going to suspect, but don't be surprised at the end of the year when shit might trickle down and shit might start coming out. Bruce Arians. Mm. I don't think him and either Arians or Leftwich is going to leave. I don't think they meshed well with Brady. And I think Brady, if he doesn't win it this year, he's going to definitely want to go all in next year and that's going to be an issue. You can tell, like, the chemistry was not there for a while. And if I'm the Light family, am I going Am I going to pick Brady? And I understand he's, he's in the last couple of years, but has Arians really done anything to where you can be like, well, look at what Arians has done. Like, 30 for 30 with Winston in his first year, and then 
you know, a shaky Brady season, you know, throughout the whole year until the end of the year. So, I don't know. Just I'm just throwing that out there. But McCarthy, I think for sure, is on the hot seat. They don't do shit with McCarthy this year. It's over. Yeah, I don't expect them to do anything, so... Yeah, we'll I get mean, more into all this shit in the off season, you know, once it's over. But um, yeah, I think that's it. I don't know if you have anything else. No, that's it. Oh just, yeah, uh, uh, real quick, awards. I just want to go back to the awards. I know they haven't announced them yet, but you, I, I had Murray. Did you have Murray as MVP too? Yeah. No, I think I picked Mahomes. I didn't pick Rogers. Okay. I tell you that. I picked Murray. Yeah, you got Mahomes. I think defensive player of the year. I had Watt, who would have won it if Xavier Howard didn't get ten picks. I think he's gonna win it. Um, I don't. You had Donald, which mm. that's a safe bet. Offensive Player of the Year. Who the hell do we have for Offensive Player of the Year? I might have to re-listen to it. And just come back, huh? Did you write them down? It's in the episode. I I didn't write okay, them down. Okay. Oh, okay. I will get back to it at the end, but whatever. Um. Yeah, bro. That's it. Wild Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, that's, it was dope. It was fun. I that was that was crazy. I I didn't think they were gonna be able to. Like, I didn't know what to expect with three playoff games each day, but that shit was dope. I, I can't wait for this shit every year now. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it was actually pretty fun. I liked it because it was football all day for both days, and yeah. I enjoyed it. All right, divisional round this weekend. We'll be back. And I don't know if you have anything else to say, Julian. No, enjoy the football games, guys. Um, and don't be ex- don't be surprised if you see one upset, this this one road game. Two road wins this weekend. Mm. Calling it right now. Okay. All right, well, all right, y'all. That's it. Make sure to like, why did like, subscribe. Damn, I'm getting shaky, bro. It's been a while. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> 2021. Yep. All right, never mind. I got you right now. Make sure to follow our social media. Subscribe to Sports Inferno. We'll catch y'all later. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Peace. Peace.